This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. Good afternoon. Thank you once again for joining me. Julian Campbell here, and we've got another interesting show lined up for you this week. A bit later in the program, we'll have a look at a couple of those little business tips. Uh, one of those ones is getting people to decide already. So uh, some little help there that will help us to uh, motivate our people a little bit more. We're also talking with Brett Gleeson from the Business Growth Centre about having a vision for your business and knowing where your business is going. But right now we're going to talk with Belinda Bow from Green Chili Marketing about marketing with social media. Good afternoon, Belinda. Good afternoon, Julian. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you once again for joining us. Uh, Of course, uh, social media is becoming a very hot topic these days. And uh, I suppose the first question we could ask is how many businesses are on social media in Australia? Well, the interesting thing is that there's over 40% of businesses are on social media in some way, shape or form uh, within Australia. Even more more interesting is that America's only got about 35% of businesses. So Australia is really in the forefront of, of getting onto social media and making it work for their business. Mm. So the, the, the biggest thing in marketing I can, I can give is that 25% of Australian businesses are actually allocating a budget to, pardon me, to social media, which is a big deal considering only a few years ago uh, people didn't really consider marketing to be a crucial part of their business. Mm. Now they're seeing it as a as a, a given when they do start business and that social media is an integral part of that. What sort of percentage of their budgets are they allocating to social media? Well, when they allocate a budget, it's, it's obviously dependent on the size of the business, mm. but it also, it also depends on what they're trying to get out of, out of social media as well. So uh, I guess as an example, if, um, uh, if a, a small business wants to sort of get their... their uh, marketing really active on social media, I'd say about 25% of their, their marketing budget should be spent on developing their social media presence. And this is being used in, in developing and getting on to social media in the first place? Or? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's, that's one of the things as a marketer I really recommend is that when they're actually developing their social media presence, that they look at what sort of image they're wanting to get out there before they even begin. Mm. So, so what, are the, what is the benefits of social media marketing? Well, the, the biggest thing that, that they do get out of social media marketing is it's about generating more business exposure. It's about drawing potential customers to your online and offline businesses. So it's not just about saying, yes, we've got a Facebook page, we're up there and it's interesting. It's about really engaging with their customers one-on-one. And, and let me say that that's in, in a good and bad way in that people can also complain about your services. And I get a lot of clients saying, oh, what if someone complains? Mm. But recovery from something like that is brilliant. So it's very public, but it can do wonders for your business to see how people recover from it. So I suppose uh, following up on that point, if you're you're not involved in social media marketing, your uh, customers could still be complaining and, and using social media themselves. Absolutely. And this is the thing. It's, it's about seeing what people are saying about your business and also looking laterally and looking at you, what your competitors are doing. The thing to, to think, the thing to consider most of all is that when you think about your business and think about your competitors, if, if all of your competitors are up there and talking directly to your customers, why aren't you? Mm. And, and it's, it's a very interesting question to pose to most businesses because a lot of a lot of businesses that I speak to say, oh, we don't need that stuff. We've got great clients. It's working well. 
And you can't rest on your laurels. When, when people are moving forward with social media, you've got to be careful that competitors aren't in there grabbing that, that first bite of the cherry. Mm. What, what would you consider to be the best part of social media? I think that the, the best part of it is that it assists in generating qualified leads. So when, when I talked about, you know, the, the clients can get a feel about, you know, what your business is about on, on something like Facebook, they can check out what you're doing and they can really get a feel for what you're offering your clients. The great thing about that is when they actually do call or email you, they're halfway there in the engagement process. And, and as, a, as a business owner myself, you know, people despise cold calling. So mm. if we're getting people to actually engage directly with us, that's got to be a plus. So, I mean, having a Facebook, and you mentioned this earlier, having a Facebook page or Facebook yep. business page isn't yep. just enough, is it? No, not at all. Um, the, the biggest thing I can offer as a, as a marketer is to make sure you have a plan. You need to know your targets, know who you're talking to, and make sure each post or tweet, if you're on Twitter, has the potential to engage your targets. My theory is, is, is that if you don't know who you're talking to, how are you going to know what to say? Mm. So you really need to have that plan worked out before you even begin. So uh, ha- having this plan means a strategy you, you would consider which are the best uh, platforms to use? Yeah, definitely. And a lot of people know about Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn. They're obvious choices for getting businesses onto, onto social media. But also consider blogging because that's a great thing for businesses to really get involved in. It really demonstrates your level of experience and expertise within a refined article. So it means that you can um, really advise people as to what to do on, in a certain area. So if you're a solicitor, you can perhaps offer, offer uh, obviously broad advice on how to get started in a certain area of law. Because uh, a lot of our listeners would know that uh, too, and you are certainly involved in the social media and has their Facebook page. You certainly um, do. Yeah. And uh, just prior to this program, I tweeted and uh, put you up on my Facebook as well uh, that, we were, that I was going to be talking about social media. Right. But uh, having some sort of a, a strategy together and, and engaging your, your uh, um, customers is important, isn't it? Really important. The, I guess when it comes to social media, you want to make sure that it's not a slap-happy, mm. um, you know, it'll be right sort of process. It really needs to have a plan as to who you are and how you want to be perceived. Just putting short notes up there of, of who's coming on the program is great, but really making sure that every time you engage with your clients or, or perhaps, you, you know, you could even ask your listeners to put questions up there that they want to pose to someone like myself. Mm. So that enables them to have a a vested interest in who they're actually speaking to. So, yeah, no, having a plan and knowing where you're headed is is ideal. Now, now just prior to the program, you mentioned a, a word, sandgating, which sandgating, I hadn't come yeah. across before. Yeah. Um, so please yeah. please tell me a bit more about sandgating. Yeah, look, when it comes to fangating, it's, it's, it's about engaging your customers really quickly. For example, on Facebook, when someone arrives at your page, you want to engage with them straight away, just like when someone arrives at your website. So it means developing a welcome page with an offer or something like that to actually connect with them instantly. For an example, say I offer top 10 marketing tips or maybe a guide to engaging clients. It really depends on what your business is as to what you can offer. But what it does is it gives them a, a, a reason to like you and a reason to engage and a reason to stay and come back to your Facebook page. And that's, that's what I can give as the best piece of advice, is make sure people are coming back to your page. Use it as a resource rather than just an image. 
you need to engage one-on-one with your clients and build that relationship. And then, as I said earlier, the likelihood of them calling is far greater greater because you've developed a relationship with them. Mm. And the the other piece of advice you have is uh, having a plan? Oh, without a doubt. And look, it's it's about getting the right advice as well. You've got to be sure to get the right advice and, and really position yourself as an expert and not a salesperson. Um, I know if I go to a Facebook page and someone's trying to sell to me, I'm instantly off it. Mm. I, I don't want to know what they've got to sell. I want to know who they are and what they can offer me. Mm. So that's really important. Mm. And, of course, uh, if there's, there's plenty of uh, ne- uh, workshops going around at the moment in, in the region uh, and, yes. you, and you have some yourself. That's Absolutely. probably the best place for people to find out how to do all this, isn't it? Absolutely. And the thing, when it, the thing I can suggest when it comes to workshops is check out what the people are like that you're going to meet. Have mm. a look at their Facebook page and see if they're actually doing it themselves. Mm. You, you want to make sure that the, piece, the person that you engage with when it comes to workshops know what they're talking about. Excellent. And it's like anything that you purchase. You want to make sure that you're getting the right person for the job. Um, so that, that goes without saying in pretty much any business. It does. Well, thanks very much for your time again, Belinda. Not a problem. And we'll, to speak with you. We'll have a chat again with you in a, another couple of months' time. Fabulous. Thanks, Julian. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Belinda Bow there from Green Chili Marketing, helping us to understand how to get on with this uh, social media. And, uh, yes, it's becoming a more and more important tool for our business. We'll come back with some more in a moment. You're listening to Business, The Law and You on 2NURFM 103.7 and it's 24 minutes past one. Time to have a chat with Brett Gleeson from the Business Growth Centre. Good afternoon, Brett. Hi, Julian. Uh, Thanks for joining us again. We're we're looking at a vision today, a a vision for your business. Why is a vision important? Well, the vision uh, defines what business you're in and where you want to take that that business in the future. It It really defines the destiny of, of the business over, over a long period of time. So uh, it's, it's very important because without that, you really don't have any clarity of the purpose of the business you're in. And you know, it may change slightly over time, uh, but that really vision um, you know, tells you what, you what you're on about and where you want to be and what the time frame is. And most people actually do that by virtue of a, a vision statement, mm-hmm. um, a very short, succinct, clear statement. We say less than 20 words, and the reason why it's less than 20 words is so that you can remember it. Uh, and uh, it's really uh, that it just encapsulates what you're on about, and uh, so that people in the business and outside the business also know, um, you know, why you um, why you're doing it. So it's really the, your dream, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's a bit like um, John F. Kennedy uh, in I think it was about April in 1961 said, you know, by the end of this decade, the USA will put a man on the, the moon. moon. Yeah, you know, and. That was a true vision because at the time, um, America actually didn't have the capacity to do that. Mm. Um, so by 1969, of course, you know, Armstrong uttered those uh, memorable words, you know, and um, mm. that's what. So at the time, uh, that vi- that statement by by Kennedy was actually a true vision because they actually didn't have the capacity to do it, and that differentiates a vision from a mission. Mm. The mission is how, but the vision is where, where? Uh, and. They created the, the how uh, over the next uh, few years, and of course, by the end of the decade, they actually achieved it. So, the vision is really, really critical in actually getting you to be where you want to be, uh, providing you put a time frame on it. So, who develops the the vision? Normally, there's a, a vision holder in, in, in a business. Um, it could be the founder of the business. Uh, it could be the person who's inherited it uh, in both uh, you know in a managerial sense. 
uh, Johnny, or in sometimes in a partnership, that will be a, a joint vision of two people who have a very closely aligned thinking of, of where the business is heading. Uh, when that doesn't happen, obviously um, the partnership can sometimes struggle a little bit if they want to take the you know, have a different vision uh, of it. So that can sometimes why you see partnerships mm. dissolve for that reason. Often it comes down to the vision of where they want to take the business. But generally, it's it's um, could be the chairman of the board, it could be uh, the founder, it could be the general manager. But generally, one person will hold the vision, and they'll have that uh, pretty clearly in their head about what it is that the, that they are in, what business are they are they in, and where they want to be. But the really important thing, of course, is to you know not just to develop, but also to um, to articulate it. And you mentioned uh, Kennedy and uh, the dream for landing on the moon, and of course the whole country was talking about that for the for the years. So it is important to talk about our vision? It is very important because if I have a vision for my business and I don't tell anyone about it, then really it's very hard for people to understand why I'm doing what I'm doing. So it's a bit like you know, herding feral cats. You know, they're all going in different directions. So what we really want in a business is for everybody from the chairman of the board, the directors, the management and the employees to all be heading in the same direction and all looking to get to the same place uh, together. And uh, so by talking about the vision and explaining what it means, uh, both in written form and, uh, and in verbal form, then, um, then people have a clear understanding of what's expected of them and you can also talk about what is your part to play in achieving the vision. So if someone says, look, I'm just a lonely uh, admin person or I'm a cleaner or I'm whatever else, but they'll all have a part in the business just as much as a general manager or a director will have a part in getting the business from where they are now to actually achieving that vision. Mm. All right. Well, thanks for your time again. And, of course, next week we've just had been having a chat with Belinda Blau about marketing with social media. So next week we thought we'd have a look at uh, the impact of social networking on uh, small business. Yeah, it's one of the new new dimensions, I guess, in, in business these days of yeah. uh, using social media to, uh, again, maybe sometimes to, to achieve the goal where you want to be. Right. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Thanks, Julian. Bye-bye. Bye. Brett Gleeson there from the Business Growth Centre talking about the importance of your vision and uh, certainly communicating that with everyone else. And, of course, uh, on uh, Sunday, a cheerful little earful with John McGann from 9am to noon. Relax and remember the golden years. Well, now it's time to have a look at a couple of our business tips taken from the Harvard Business Review. First one is getting people to decide. Indecisiveness plagues many companies. Often, both leaders and employees struggle to make or follow through on decisions. The result... Chronic underperformance. You can conquer this and infuse decisiveness throughout your organisation by doing these three things. First of all, engage in decisive dialogue. During each interaction with employees, model honest, open and decisive dialogue. Make sure every meeting ends with a clear understanding of decisions and the next steps. Turn the dialogue into action. Indecision is often the result of confusion. Clarify accountability for reaching and executing decisions. And thirdly, use follow-through and feedback to sustain action. Once you've set an expectation for decisiveness, you need to follow through. Give people honest feedback and discourage indecisive behaviours. Taken from a book, uh, Harvard Business Review on Making Smart Decisions. And the other one is Communicate Your Company's Values. Most corporate communication plans fail to convey something fundamental to a company's operations. 
which is its values. This is a missed opportunity to influence and energise employees. Here are three ways to communicate values in a meaningful way. Number one, establish values across the company, not just at the top. If everyone doesn't feel ownership over them, the values lose meaning quickly. Secondly, ask employees to help. Seek their input on how well the company is living up to its values. Involve them in keeping the company accountable. And thirdly, live your values. Actions speak louder than words. Be mindful of the values in every decision you make and use them to explain your motivations. And that's taken from a book, The Business of Communicating Values by Rosanna Fisk. Well, thank you for being with me for the last half hour. We hope you've enjoyed the program. Again, we've looked at uh, marketing with social media and uh, the impact that that's having on, on businesses. And, of course, the importance of having a vision for your business and communicating it. Next week, we're going to look at technology, friend or foe, with Peter Altrez from Arian Systems. We're going to have another chat with Brett Gleeson from the Business Growth Centre about the impact of social networking on small business. And we'll have some more ideas that will motivate you and improve your business. I'd love your company again at the same time for business, the law and you. Until then, have a safe and prosperous week. And as Sir Edmund Hillary once said, it's not the mountain we conquer but ourselves.